Hi, everybody. John Harris here with you with my pal, Billy Smith. We're doing our Super Bowl wrap-up show. This will be our weekly show for the week as well. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, go there. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? All right, pal. Uh, Got to admit, no matter who you were rooting for, that was a hell of a game Sunday, huh? The Super Bowl 57 uh, game, to me, was uh, maybe one of the best I've ever seen played overall. Yeah, no, it's, it was very exciting, and uh, I was actually looking for overtime. So I mean, uh, too bad it didn't yeah. get to that. Yeah, I thought it, I there was a chance of it, and if you think about it, I think we said it in last week's show, the pre uh, the pre Super Bowl show, they scored right about the same amount of points, and sure as heck, that's how it came down to as well. It's only a three point difference. Yeah. So, uh, pretty interesting stuff there. Um, I think the game turned on two things. Uh, well, maybe three. Of course, as we talk, oh, I'll change it to four or five or six. Uh, <laughs> maybe this should be tied with one, and by the time I'm done, it'll be eight or nine. Uh, <laughs> um, one, I think momentum did change and shift a little bit after Hertz's fumble that came up with a, uh, uh, a scoop and score for the Chiefs. Uh, and it was a fumble not caused by a hit. It was just a switching hands and just fumbled the ball. Um, mm -hmm. It's a shame. Uh, don't get me wrong. The Eagles had plenty of chances after that. I don't know if the momentum switched completely because I think Philly had gotten it back. But um, that was a big play. And that was probably the first real big difference-making play. That's seven points for Kansas City off the board, right on the board. Uh, I think the line play favored Kansas City. And a lot of people thought Philly's defensive line would be able to put some pre pressure on Mahomes. That didn't happen. No, and I was – run around, but didn't happen. Yeah, and I was kind of shocked that uh, since they weren't putting pressure on them that they didn't blitz. I don't think they blitzed much at all. And uh, – and, no, and especially, I, especially when you see Mahomes get hurt, I would think yeah. you'd want to be first, all this. First couple plays in the second half, I'd have blitzed. But they must just fear him on the blitz and say, yeah, if you blitz this guy, if he's able to get it off, it's over. Um, but it was over anyway, eventually. Um, and and I, I, you know I root for both teams, so this is kind of right. hard for me, but I am trying to look at it objectively. Outside of the fumble, Hurts probably outplayed him. He carried the offense on his back because there was no running game for Philadelphia. Right. So that tells you the defensive line for Kansas City outplayed the uh, offensive line of Philadelphia, um, at least in regards to the running game. Uh, it made Hertz run some more. Um, I will say Hertz was throwing the long ball on the money. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, he hit that pass. He hit A.J. Brown on in the end zone. And he threw a pass almost Mahomes like running left, throwing back right to Dallas Goddard for a first down once. He made some incredible throws. So, I mean, I think the shoulder was healthy enough. I think Philadelphia should be excited, but I do believe they were slightly, which is the score, that's how it ended up, slightly outplayed by Kansas City. A game to me of two different halves. 
Philly won the first half. Kansas City won the second half. Um, Kansas City, with Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid running that offense, made adjustments at halftime. Philly didn't look like they made any adjustments at halftime. A couple of the touchdowns were wide open. The one yeah. to Tony and the one to Sky Moore. Those guys, it's really the same play except the second, the different sides of it. Of yeah. the, uh, but it really looked like the same play. So Kansas real good City, play. Yeah, real yeah, good play. Both real good plays. Uh, broken defense. I don't know what happened in the coverage on both sides uh, of, of uh, those plays. Um, but they saw something. And they made that adjustment when they needed it. They got it. Uh, yeah. Tony with a great punt return. I think they said it's the longest in Super Bowl history. And he only missed by, what, three yards or two yards uh, of scoring. Mm-hmm. And there are people, and when you go back and look at the replay, I can see the argument, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and the Eagles were the ones that came out and said, Look, the Chiefs had to play on the same field. That line drive punt may have been caused because the punter slipped on the turf. That, to me, was the worst thing about the game, was the turf. Right. Not the punt. I mean, you know, you got to learn to deal with it, especially if you already know it's a bad field. You know, mm-hmm. you got to figure out a way, get bigger cleats, or, you know, look around for a, you know, a spot you know you're going to land on and, and kick the ball away. But Easier to say than do, obviously. Players for both sides were slipping on that turf all game long. Um, It just, the NFL's got to wake up and smell the coffee here. I don't understand what's going on. That field, they said they've worked on that field with that sod and that grass for two years. (laughs) I'd hate to see what happened if they worked on it for five years. It'd be like an ice rink. Heck, I was yeah. waiting for hockey sticks to come out any second. I mean, it, it and it was even worse, of course, and it always is where they painted it. And, of course, you know you got all these bigger emblems for the Super Bowl, so a whole boatload of insignias are on there. Yeah, and, and, you know, and what gets me with that is everybody knows it's a Super Bowl. You don't have to paint the whole field yeah, I don't need to see the big NFL logo. I know it's the friggin' NFL. If you want, talk to the TV people and have them impose like they do the first downline, superimpose an image, a CGI thing, so you don't paint the field. You know, it can be done. Why do they paint the field? Because you know what happens when you paint grass, Bill. All of us that have ever had a lawn in the world knows what happens when you paint grass. It gets stiff. You can't really run or walk on it. It's it's slippery. Um, I mean, you could walk, but you can't run on it. You can't pivot. You can't plant your foot with any dependability. And they were just asking. I, I really think they were lucky because, to me, they were just asking for somebody to get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, both teams lost coverages on guys, and I would say a couple times on both sides. It was because the defender slipped after the receiver makes a move. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed one where uh, the Eagles kicker uh, almost, you know, twisted his foot on a kickoff. Yep. Um, I mean, it was absolutely atrocious. And to me, at one point, not only did it affect the game both ways, 
I'm not going to say one team had an advantage over the other, nothing like that. But it still affects the performance of the two best teams in your sport. If you're the NFL, you got to do better. I and I, you know, how I like to say, oh, I'm sorry, but there's no I'm sorry, but here you got to do better. That that field could have hurt somebody. It definitely affected the play of your two teams. Uh, I just think it was atrocious that that big a game where you got all the marbles, this is the showcase game for your league. And the field is like that. But the worst part about this bill is we are so ingrained on watching the NFL now that they don't have to pay attention to this. It's such a money-making machine. They don't care. They really don't. They don't care. You know, they might try to throw some smoke and mirrors up for next year's game or something, but Mm -hmm. I I don't think they give a rat's ass. Yeah, they don't. I just blew the whole YouTube thing again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be on, but I've got to check the little not age appropriate box again. So, uh, but the, so now that I've screwed that up, I might as well say that field was like shit. It would have been like running on dung. It was awful. Uh, so tell me what you think, Bill. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think it was a disgrace. They, uh, like you said, they have to do better, and, and uh, I don't think you have to have the whole field full of emblems. And yeah, yeah. we know it's Super Bowl Fifty Seven, or we wouldn't be watching it. We know right. it's the NFL Super Bowl, or we wouldn't be watching it. Um, it's just. You got to do better than that. Come on, NFL. You're already the no fun league. All right. Yeah. Uh, the NFL also stands for not for long. And if you keep making players play on fields like that, they won't play for long because they're going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, owners are the ones that should speak up to the commissioner's office and say, look, we got too much money wrapped up in these players to risk one of them getting hurt by trying to run on a hockey rink. Yeah. It was that bad. I mean, could you imagine Patrick Mahomes getting hurt permanently on a field like that? That would be just absolutely awful. The money you got wrapped up in him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Philly's got their future franchise quarterback. I'm sure they're going to extend at some point. Could you imagine him getting hurt on a field like that before he gets to sign that big contract? Yeah, it's uncalled That's just, it's awful. But they probably won't because, you know, they don't care. Is that that? Uh, I, 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 I mean, besides the paint, it was just it was the choppiness. I don't understand being out there where where they're from that it's not pristine. You know, I don't. I mean, yeah. I, it ain't like it ain't like it's raining and snowing and. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, water, I mean, I fit, water regular right. grass, and, right. and there's just no excuse. Um, I'm normally a bigger proponent for a field to have grass more than the turf. Right. Um, but in this case, it might've been better if they had that artificial rubberized turf. Cause I don't think you would have slipped as much as this was. This was absolutely awful. You're right. It's a disgrace. Um, but we move on. We'll get back to the game itself. There goes my rant, my tangent, I guess, for this thing. Uh-huh. Um, Kansas City did outplay Philadelphia. I think the line play is what was really the difference. Mahomes wasn't really pressured. 
even the even the play he got tackled on where he got hurt, he actually had run out of the pocket and gained a couple yards. So I don't think Philly ever got a sack on him, or if they did, it was a one yard sack or something. Yeah. Um, and I, Kansas City, if they didn't, they did well. They technically did on the scoop and score. I was going to say they didn't get a sack, but technically he was behind the line. So I think that's considered a sack. But Hurts running around saved Philly quite often. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. And I think was on the Philadelphia side. I just think they gave up the running, the running game. Yeah, they only ran the ball seven you times. Have, you have a ten point lead. Yeah, you got a ten point lead going in the third quarter. You think you would be running the ball? Yeah, whether you can't run it or not, but you try. You, you try. Know. You pound in, or you get Gainwell to get outside. You, you you try a couple things. It was like they'd run a play, and then it was like, well, that only got us two yards. Well, well, we better pass. <laughs> yeah, that just didn't didn't work. Um, Kansas City did some of that too. They didn't run Pacheco as much as I thought they would, uh, and I thought that Philadelphia's run defense was a little susceptible. That's what we were told ahead of time. But the Chiefs must have thought they'd be able to contain it. I mean, a few times Pacheco ran the first half and he gained some yards. And I mm-hmm. thought they're going to keep going to this. Um, they didn't, but that's Andy Reid. He's the screen guy. He's always played that way. And you know that going in. But when you're better at that one thing – and it can't be stopped, you go with it. They scored 38 points, 31 on offense. Um, so you got to say, well, you got to tip your hat. They won the game. So, uh, But you're right. I th- Philadelphia only ran the ball outside of Hurts. The running backs only had 17 carries. They averaged just a little bit over two yards a carry. But 17 carries is not enough. You know, there's running backs used to get 30, 35 carries. Emmett Smith was famous for getting over 30 carries a game, you know, and it eats up more clock, which, like mm-hmm. you said, Philly had a 10-point lead. Run the ball, especially the start to second half. When you get it the first time, run the ball. They didn't, and I thought they left at least eight points on the board two times they kicked field goals uh, in the first half when they should have been able to get touchdowns. So um, they left some points on the board. One was due to a penalty, uh, which was uh, – it wasn't a holding. It was a, a, a um, early start by alignment, legal procedure. Took them back to like third and 16 or something, so they couldn't get the first down. Had to kick a field goal. Um, and then there was another time they got close in and they didn't go for it and – fourth and three everybody thought they were going to go for it they didn't they kicked the field goal but um those things happen um during the course of a game but you gotta admit kansas city played well and they played just enough to win and even eagles players and coaches say that they said look we got beat they were better than us and i give philly credit for uh being a little bit more stand-up guys than they have been in the past um uh, the uh, the kid, uh, 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 I can't remember his name, the kid that got called for the holding penalty, uh, flat out said it was holding. I was just hoping they couldn't, they didn't see it. You know, he admitted it. You know, yeah. uh, how many guys admit that? You know, uh, I give him credit. Um, and then, and you uh, know, on, on, on that point, though, too, a lot of them were complaining that it was a 
ball wasn't catchable. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't know judge that. that. You can't judge that. No, um, I don't think any of the Eagles themselves said that. But because you're taking, no, no, not the Eagles. I'm just saying, uh, fan, well, fans. One thing I will say is <laughs> Eagles and Dallas fans, and I'm and I'm a huge Eagles supporter, but <laughs> you, you you can't you can't stretch this to the point of where it was a quote unquote, not a catchable ball. You don't know that uh, the hold took place just as he was starting his route and the route was going to be an in and up. We don't know that he wouldn't have gotten there. So I, I you know, it's one of those, uh, woe is me. We should have won. Boo hoo, boo hoo. It's over folks. They didn't win. They played very well. Their future looks bright, but not bright enough to wear shades right now. Stark out. The future's bright, but there's a couple of glitches here in the in the, in the ointment. And I'll tell you what they are, Bill, and you and I have both covered these things, and I've reported it on Facebook and other places all day long. Philadelphia has lost both coordinators today um it was official that the colts coordinator our new colts head coach was uh philly's offensive coordinator shane striken he is now the your indianapolis colts head coach bill and that's your team (laughs) yeah i'll take it there you go and, and and I'm sure I'm sure uh, Sirianni has something to do with that too because he used to be with the Colts so he probably said that's a good organization. Here's I'm, your opportunity. I'm, I'm you sure know. that Striking probably talked to him about it. Yeah, and you never know; they may have talked to Sirianni as well and said, "What do you think of this guy?" Probably did somewhere along along the line. I'm sure they contacted the other team because they have to contact him to get permission to even speak to him. Right. So I'm sure it's like, what do you think of him? What are his uh, strengths and weaknesses? Um, and then, like you said, he's going to go back to strike and say, hey, look, they asked me about this and that. This is what I told him. Um, right. It's So it's going to be interesting who Philly hires, especially to run the offense. Now, uh, Sirianni is an offensive guy. So we don't know if how much of a hand he had in the offense that striking was running. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have had a pretty good hand in it, like Andy Reid does with uh, Eric Bieniemy, Or he might have said, look, here's the basics. It's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens if you're Philly. Um, the surprise to me, though, came, I know he's been on some lists, but uh, Jonathan Gannon being hired by Arizona to become their head coach, the former, now former, defensive coordinator of the Eagles. So like we said, Philadelphia's coordinators are both gone. Arizona's hiring a defensive guy where the last coach they had was the offensive guy, Kingsbury. And now it's going to be, what do we have? Arizona's defense was was pretty mm-hmm. poor. Like, uh, yeah fourth worst in the league, I think it was. Um, So their defense wasn't great. Uh, It's not going to help 
that Gannon's going to walk into Arizona without J.J. Watt, who retired. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, man. So, and the same thing, is he going to handle the defense or is he going to hire somebody that he knows and say, look, here's my philosophy, put it together, put the game plan together. I think it's going to be interesting to watch those two teams. I like the Colts hire because it's it's a it's a sign to me that they're going to start over because let's face it, they have to get a new quarterback. Right. Riken gets a lot of the credit for helping Jalen Hurts turn around. If he can do that with whoever the Colts get at quarterback, if it's a a, a young player, um then I think they're going to be okay. Let's face it. He's going to come in and judge. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. The kid that they started a couple times. Is this kid any good and just needs a better offense? Or do we need to go get one? They have the fourth pick in the draft. Right. So I did look that up. So and it looks like it's CJ Stroud. It looks like might be there. But if he's there, uh, that might be the guy to get, Bill. I yeah, think, I mean, yeah, I don't I, know if there's anybody else in this draft, unless you nah, find another. I mean, you don't want to sign I, another long in the tooth guy. It's, it's actually a weak quarterback uh, draft. It is. There's only two, maybe three. Three at the um, most. So I don't know. It's hard. It's. Uh, I guess it depends on what the other teams do because Houston needs a quarterback. Uh, they're yep. talking about fields. Chicago could trade fields and do something. Who you know? Not you never know. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers may be out there. I don't think he's a good fit for the Colts. No, no, and they've already went through the. the uh, even on a list, you know, people don't. The even, the yeah, the carousel of the old. Uh, old yeah, game. exactly. The Colts have been doing that for about what five years now. Ever since Andrew Luck. Four to five years, and it hasn't worked at all. Um, I do think this may sound strange to you. I do think Derek Carr would be a nice fit there, or could be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all, of but he's the not older. Older guy. He's not that old. Yeah, he right. Is, he's but... like thirty-two, so he's got. He could have four, five, six good years left in him. Um, and I think he – I mean, look what he did with a, with a Raiders team that was just awful, not this past year, year before, that had an awful offense, and he somehow was able to work them into the playoffs. This year, I can't blame him. I mean, their offensive line didn't give him any protection. He really only had one receiver most of the year. Waller was hurt. I can't remember the kid on the other side, but he was hurt a lot. So all he had was Devontae Davis. Great receiver, but if that's all you got, he's going to be double and triple teamed, and you got, you know, they needed to go to Brandon Jacobs more in the running game. Yeah. And, you know, and not taking, taking away from anything from uh, Steichen, though, but, but the Eagles have one of the better offensive lines in the league. Yeah. So that makes your job a lot easier. So now the Colts don't have that. You right. Know, and so, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're going to find out if striking yeah. is that good. Hey, you never know. I think guard near Minshew is going to be a free agent. That, that could be a possibility. If, I mean, if, yep. and if I don't, like, if you like Minshew, yeah, I mean, that's a real good possibility. I, like I mean, they lost both games, but their offense is a lot different 
with Minshew, Philadelphia's is than without Hurts. So it's a whole different offense they're trying to put together for his games. But I think if you put him in the right offense again, I mean, he showed in Jacksonville that he could play. And he had moments in Philly where he could play. Um, I I like Minshew, and I think he's a free agent because he wanted to be traded before the season. And they said, no, we, we like you here as our backup. Um, I think he could, if he gets a shot somewhere, I think he could be pretty good. And he's not old either. Yeah. So, I wouldn't mind him in in Indy. Mm-hmm. I'd be afraid of him in Washington. Um, they need a quarterback, so it's going to be interesting what they do. Uh, but there it is, buddy. Um, and Derek Carr, by the way, was released officially by the Raiders today. He is now a free agent. And that saved the Raiders $40 million. Yes, that's exactly why he was cut. Forty million million dollars a year. Um, a year. Yep. <laughs> but he's cut, and I guess it wasn't guaranteed. So, but we don't we don't know. Maybe some of it was guaranteed. We don't know. But they wouldn't have cut him probably if it was guaranteed. Not forty right. million. Oh yeah, yeah. No. You know no. What I mean, he, he. I don't care if he's the water boy. He's he's a forty million dollar water boy. He's wearing a jersey. And he's on, you know, so it's not guaranteed. He's going to sign somewhere. He's not going to get 40, but he's going to sign somewhere. Uh, You're saying New Orleans Orleans has the inside. I was going to say New Orleans supposedly has the inside track. The Jets are looking at him as well. But the Jets may be holding out hope for Rodgers. Yeah, he would fit good with the Jets. I would fit good with the Jets. And I I would do that. I would. I would take him over Rodgers because Rodgers don't have that many years left. That's true. That's true, too. And Rodgers, you're going to pay more money for him. Yes. Yeah, because if it's in a trade, then he's getting his salary. And I think his salary is 40 mil or close to it. So, um, Woody Johnson, who's back now, he was over in Europe for a couple years doing a political job, like the ambassador or something. He's back in the fold in in, uh, New York. He's, it's his team, and he says he's going to spend money. So we'll see what happens if that's true or not. Um, and whether he maybe has they could hire, maybe they could hire us. That's true. You want to spend some money? <laughs> uh, if you and I are out there, Bill. We can give them advice, right? <laughs> I mean, I I can tell you which way this offense is going to go, and you can too. Run the ball. Yeah, and we'll be cheap. Running backs, run the, the ball. Yeah, we'll be cheap. Because we're from the cheap seats, so we're I mean, from the uh, cheap seats. You've already we we've already got our seats, and then a hundred thousand. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, I just want yeah six figures is good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right with that. But uh, uh, but I I, I well I, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I am going to say though that, uh, that that I think he would be. Uh, uh, Derek Carr would be a good fit in most places, actually. But I think Indy, I think the Saints, got to remember, I hate to bring this up, Tampa Bay is looking for a quarterback. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I mean, we're at the point where we could get up out of our wheelchairs and go play for Tampa Bay. And it's Florida. Yeah, I mean, come tack. Depending on who they who they keep, I think Rodgers could be a better fit there. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, he's got receivers, which he needs. Uh, decent running backs. Uh, running backs in Green Bay will be better than the ones in Tampa, but the receivers right. in Tampa are going to be better than the ones he's got in Green Bay. But I don't think he'll go there because Tom Brady. You know, he'd have to live. Up, he'd have to win a Super yeah. Bowl to yeah. prove that he's as good as Tom Brady in Tampa. Right. Right. So uh, they'd have to pay him a lot. And I don't know if that's going to happen either, uh, because they need more than a quarterback at this point. I mean, they won right. their division, but I think if Carr goes to New Orleans, you almost got to make them the division favorite. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You got to remember, though, I think he's going to be a backup somewhere. Baker Mayfield's still out there. Uh, I think he'll be a backup somewhere. I don't see him starting this year after the year he had this year. Uh, he was serviceable for the Rams the end of the season, but they knew they weren't going anywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. He had that great moment in his first game with the Rams about 48 hours after he was released or traded or whatever. He wins a game for him late. Yeah, you know he's had shining moments, but I I don't see him as anything more than a a, a backup that'll get some playing time on occasion somewhere. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. He's he's a competitor. I I like him, uh, but I just don't see talent wise that he's as top notch as he was in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I think he had some moments in Cleveland where he was pretty good for that offense. Now, maybe you find out that offense and say, hey, he can run this type of, but I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, that's probably pretty much it. Aaron Rodgers, like we said, is on his four-day uh, retreat of darkness. And he's actually not on it yet. He's going on at the end of the, end of the week now, it says. It'll be four days. He has said, then he'll decide what he's going to do. Well, the only decision he has control of is do I play or not? He right. really doesn't have control of the trade situation. If Green Bay doesn't want to trade him and he wants to play, guess what? He'll play as a Packer. Mm -hmm. If Green Bay wants to trade him, they'll trade him and he'll play wherever he's going to go play. Or, again, retire. Um, let's face it, if you trade him to uh, uh, Houston, I'd retire. Bum <laughs> him. I'm, I'm out. Thank you. Just like, a, like a casino dealer. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. AMF, baby. Adios, mother. I'm gone. I'll tell you what. Here's one. I think depending on the Ravens, I think if the Ravens don't, yeah, that's a good point too. Jackson, Jackson, Jackson yeah. money, and yeah, I could see them paying Rodgers for a year or two. Yeah, he might get a year or two with a team that's pretty close to winning something, and then banking on him to put him over the top. That's why he could end up as a Jet. They're mm -hmm. thinking he's pretty good, but I think, uh. I mean, he'd be okay in New York as far as the press and all that, and he knows how to handle all these things. I don't know if they have enough receivers. They have a good running game, but I don't know if they have enough receivers unless, unless they're going to get Rodgers. 
and draft a receiver. Problem is they're going to have to give up at least that pick and a couple more probably to get him. Yeah. So if they have a first round pick, they're not going to have it to get a receiver because they're going to have to give that up to Green Bay. So, so the uh, NFL soap opera begins, buddy. The equivalent of baseball's hot stove league is about, well, it's already started with coaches. And uh, I did have, and I will see if I can bring it up again. Give me a second. The important- yeah, we also, also, we got some uh, offensive coordinators. Uh, just some of the top ones that got uh, that got signed is uh, Brian oh, Schott. Yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Um, Helen Moore, uh, Chargers. I don't know if that's official yet, but they're uh, – yeah, there's, I, I think that is official. I mean, that was done – that day after he was done in Dallas is the day he was official in – Bill O'Brien's back in New England. Well, in New England, he's back yeah, in Yeah, Bill O'Brien, right, back in New England. And uh, this one here, I don't know, is Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett. That was the Denver's head coach with the Jets. Well, that's the that's, one thing everybody I thinks could get Rodgers to go. And I, I really think – and I'm I'm probably in the majority. Most people think that's why Hackett was hired is because Aaron Rodgers and him are very close and that he would uh, sign with the Jets just to get play with well, him. He sucks as an offensive coordinator. He says he wasn't a good he wasn't a good head coach. So no, no. Uh well in OC, I think. Either they won the Super Bowl or were winning a lot more when Hackett was the, the offensive coordinator. Um, there was some – we're going to try and find – there was a thing that had the important next NFL dates. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you here. Uh, key dates and rule changes. Here we go. Um, I don't care about any of that. There's everybody – Kind of talking about that uh, with the, let me see. The 21st of February is the first day you can designate a franchise tag and transition tag. So as of the 21st on, anybody can be franchised. So that'll be curious to see how long the Ravens wait before they decide if they're going to franchise Lamar Jackson. Uh, They might do it as soon as the 21st, which is next week. Uh, I don't really care about the scouting combine. Wouldn't surprise me if the next couple of years the scouting combine goes away. There's a lot of a lot of players don't go to it or they don't, don't fully participate, and um, and I don't blame them. It's uh, you know, and I think too much credence is given to the combine. Um, you know, scout the kids like you used to scout the players in college and stuff. Um. Whether a guy can run a four three forty doesn't mean he can cover a guy or that he can break away and run a pass route. You know, so I, I think it's overrated. Um, it's okay to see what physical attributes they have, but a lot of them have pro days instead of the combine, and they have it at their college. You can go to their pro day and clock them and have them do yeah. stuff. Um, I, I think I think. It wouldn't surprise me if in the next couple of years it either goes away or is just a real minor thing that they still have. Um, 
The 21st, like we said, it's the first day for franchise tags. They have to be done by March 7th. So you only got about two weeks. It is two weeks to franchise somebody. So that's coming up pretty quick. So we'll probably know about Lamar Jackson, at least his status as a franchise player. Now, it doesn't mean they can't sign and trade him. doesn't mean he can't be traded to somebody for the franchise tag. You know, and, and let them worry about his contract. But if Baltimore does that, I think they're sending up the white flag and they're starting over. But I don't think they have a choice if you right. get rid of Jackson. Um, uh, unrestricted free agents, there's a real small window for them to, to negotiate from March 13th to 15th. From the 15th on, they can be signed. Trades can be official March 15th. And June 1st, cuts can be designated and stuff like that. We'll see if there's anything really important. Annual league meetings, sometimes things happen at annual league meetings. Uh, teams with new head coaches can start off-season conditioning programs April 3rd. That's two weeks before the other teams that already have established head coaches have to wait till April 17th. April 21st, restricted free agents... That's the deadline for them. The draft is the 27th through the 29th in Kansas City this year. Uh, Want to go to it? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going. Are you kidding? That'll be, that'll be a zoo. Uh, it would be fun. It probably would be fun. But, nah. I'd have to go by myself, stay three, four days, probably be in a coma most of the time, either a food coma or may take up drinking again, one or the other, or both. Uh, so I probably won't go. Plus, traffic and everything. I'm not, yeah. You got to get a hotel. I don't think it, it's, it's two hours not, from here. So it's probably not exciting after the first couple hours. I was going to say, after the first round to me. Yeah. You know, anything else you're waiting for is a trade. You can watch that on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. To me, the draft is boring. The only thing that's exciting to me about the draft is how many picks can Mel Kuyper get wrong, which is well over 90%, I bet. He's awful. But then how he can try to talk about how good the player is. Well, Mel, this is the guy. Oh, he's got great speed and he can handle it. Well, then why didn't you say he was going to be picked, Mel? Okay. You've got him in the third round. He's picked number six in the first round. You're way off, Mel. That guy's a putz. And people just <laughs> and people just fall for it. He's, he's got to spend more time putting product in his freaking hair than he does. Because I don't know where he gets it. It's opinion. Once right. it's a bill, that's a job you and I could do. Yeah. Six figures. I'll look over some of these college games, and we'll tell you who we think we can pick. We could do is we can't do worse than Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper. <laughs> I, I got. I'm gonna look up his numbers for maybe another show and and how many does he get right? I will bet you at least first round. First round is probably his best bet because the first few you probably already know. You know this team's gonna take a quarterback and here's the best. They're gimmies. Give me the second round on, and this putts. It probably should just go in the back and put more product in his hair. 
because he's got a better shot at guessing where his hair is going to go than where these players are going to go. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, tell us how you really feel. I, was <laughs> I know I just. Opened <laughs> you, have you ever heard the term overrated? I mean, I would start a chant in the stadium if anybody ever introduced, and now, ladies and gentlemen, draft expert, which is a bunch of crap, Mel Kuyper Jr., overrated. <laughs> I would start a 50,000-person chant. That was a putz. And then they did a 30-on-30 for him. I said, how he got started. Who cares? It's because there was no such thing. So he just swooped in, yeah. got lucky, yeah, all right, he read some stuff, but he was not right then, and people took yeah. it. He's a putz. The other guy, McShay, is more accurate than he is, and he ain't no bell winner either. It's it's all crapshoot. Yeah. So other than that, though, you're right, though. I should probably tell you a little more about how I feel about Mel Kuyper. What a jackass. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't know. He could be a great guy. I get the feeling he's an egotistical jerk, but that's just my me personally. I have nothing to base that on. Let's make that clear. That way you can sue me. It's all opinion, Mel. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Like your shitty opinions with picking players. So we both have opinions. We both could be wrong. You more than me. Uh, <laughs> so, And training camps open in July, late July. Everything else is nothing big deal. But, yeah, you got a couple things. The franchise tag thing uh, interests me because it, you can. it's only a two-week period. You got to decide. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting from there, I think. So, uh, unless you got something else about the game or any other observations about Mel Kuyper. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go. Uh, yes, you were. Uh, yeah, you did promise that if the Chiefs win, <laughs> and I'm not going to fly the Eagles by some. It's upsetting. You get what I usually say. What, what I usually say is die, Eagles, die. <laughs> Toward the road to victory. Sing on those dive. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can change the. Uh, the Chiefs actually have a hype song out called Red Kingdom, and it's pretty good. I get you get a chance to look it up. You'll you'll like it. You know, as a football hype song, you'll be like, that's pretty uh -huh. good. Um, and people were playing that around uh, over the weekend. Um, only other real sports news we discussed the trades. Um, of course, we didn't talk about KD because he wasn't traded yet. Last show. I don't think, um, or we didn't give a rat's ass because the Super Bowl was coming. But, uh, yeah, he's in Phoenix now. I personally think that makes them definitely the Western Conference favorite, along with Denver. Uh, it might make them the favorite in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think only Boston and Milwaukee are a threat from the East. Uh, and – you know, uh, Philly's playing okay, but I just keep thinking there's a missing piece somewhere. They need another player or something. Uh, Tobias Harris is the Mel Kuyper of the 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, anytime somebody's overrated, Bill, 
just know that I'm probably going to say the Mel Kuyper of. Of. <laughs> but Mel, don't take it personally. It's only my opinion. Uh, and it's, there's a great Dennis Miller says, and I could be wrong. Um, uh, but <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. I know I went off on a tangent about Mel Kuyper, but he's the old, the classic Chevy Chase line in Caddyshack. He's not, he's not, he's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just awful. Um, so I'm, I'm looking Phoenix and Denver in the West. Milwaukee and uh, uh, Boston in the East. Um, wouldn't surprise me if it's Milwaukee and Phoenix. Uh, though though I can't count Denver out. Denver's really good. Jokic is a monster. He's a beast. Um, but I think KD, Booker, and um, uh, the, the center. Um, Aiton. Aiton. That's Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I think that's one or two more weapons. Kevin Booker, and Chris Paul yeah. doesn't have to try to score now. No. You know what I mean? He can he can uh, slow down. And I did hear somebody else say this, but I, I've said it before, is he doesn't have to usually – he doesn't have to be the go-to guy. He's not going to – shouldn't have to get beat up as much as he was because of his size going inside to try and score. Uh, he can handle the ball. He can run the team now. Yeah. And I think that's his best – Skill set. Uh, you got Aiden. I mean, KD. Uh, forget, I, I don't know him as a person, but I will say when he's on, especially, but most times, if he wants to score, he's going to score. Mm-hmm. And that's going to free Booker up, too. Yeah. So I, I I think Denver uh, is going to have a tough time with Phoenix. Wouldn't surprise me if Phoenix comes out of the West against Milwaukee in the East. Um, I think whichever one comes out of the West has the advantage. And I think it'll either be Phoenix or Denver to win the whole thing. But we got time to sit back and watch. Yeah, we got time for that. Yep. MLB's coming up. Uh, the only thing I hate, we'll, we can go into a bigger discussion later. I hate, I knew they were going to do it. I <laughs> freaking knew it. I knew they were going to do it. They made that stupid extra inning rule permanent unless it's quote-unquote voted on later to get rid of it. They did the same thing with that that they did with intentional walks and with the designated hitter in the National League. They they put it out there to see how it works temporarily. It reminds me of softball. and That's exactly what it's, it's softball rules. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good MLB. Not, it's yeah, not softball. Softball. They will, I mean, and now you got to throw the pitch within 15 seconds. And uh, Alex Cora had a great line saying that the new bases look like pizza boxes. They're so big. <laughs> I love that line. They look like pizza boxes. They're just freaking big. They're so big. I can't even get the size of them into the, into the camera screen. They're so big. I, I did have a pizza box. I should have kept it for a large pizza and showed you. Here's the size of the bases now. They're huge. You'll see stolen bases double. from Stolen bases are going to go up. You're going to have more infield hits and bunt hits probably, though nobody likes to freaking bunt anymore. Uh, then you got the shift check. I, I don't mind restrictions on the shift because I hated that everybody was going to the shift. I hated it. Um, but – 
that was just a personal opinion because deep down, if you're a good hitter, you should learn to beat the shift, go the other way. So I hate the shift because of cosmetics. I hate a little bit of the effect on offensive teams uh, or offensive uh, uh, games for teams. But I could live with that one. Um, but the other ones, the pitch clock rule, let's see how that works. Uh, there's, there was something out today. They're going to be stricter with enforcing balk rules now. Um, and there was another one, too, that had to do with pitching. I forget what that is. But the, the ones that are st- – the, 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 the bigger base, you don't need that. If you wanted to make it safer, which supposedly was the original intent, that's crap. It's to get more offense. We both know that. Nobody's stupid here. Uh, come on, quit trying to feed crap to me, all right? If I want crap, I'll get my own and put it in a blender and drink it. I don't need yours. Um, it's just – if you want it safer – the one thing I'll say is you could have that inside base, you know, like we've seen. The right, you have the, du- the double base. Yeah, you have the double yeah, base. You have the, the double bag. The runner has to run to the outside bag. You could do that, and the first baseman gets to put his foot on the inside bag. It's this that makes it safer. You won't have mm-hmm. collisions on bunts and infield hits and plays like that. Uh, oh, I know what it is. It's the throws the first. Yeah. You can only do it twice now. So oh, between sure. that and the big bases, you're right. Watch stolen bases go sky high. Um, I'll have a problem with somebody breaking a record that you had Maury Wills, Lou Brock, Ricky Henderson, yeah. Jim Raines, uh, Vince Coleman. To me, they stole bases the hard way, you know? Maury Wills back in the day, Davey Lopes. Uh, yeah. They were base stealers, you know? These guys are going to get an extra, an extra foot, really, because it's six inches each bag on each side. So really, like an extra that much? foot. Is it that much? I thought they were going four I inches. Think the, I, think I think the bases are six inches, three on each side, uh, bigger. I might be wrong about that. I, I don't know for sure. I thought that's what I read somewhere. Yeah, I think they went from what were they fourteen inches already? Yeah, I, they were already I thought I they, they went, went to fourteen to twenty. Yeah. No, I don't think that so. would be that would be you're right. That would be kind I think of, it went sixteen or eighteen. Let's see what they say the size of new bases are. Uh MLB look like a pizza box according to Alex Cora. There it is. <laughs> He's right. He is right. Uh I'm looking to see what's fifteen to eighteen. Oh, 15 okay. to eighteen. So yeah. So all right. But there's still, still a foot. I mean half a foot between it's the half two. A foot. Yeah. 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 So not a foot. You're right. Uh, and what else? Because the base pass and the base pass were shortened by. Let me see this. Really? Oh, oh, oh. They're saying by four inches. It's really six inches when you add it up. But apparently whoever was doing the math doesn't. Really. Well, I guess because second base is considered on an angle, maybe. Right. Maybe. Uh, from first. So they're saying four inches. But even four inches is, you know, that's a big difference. So I, I I don't I don't like that rule. I really don't like the throw to first base being only two throws. I don't think it's going to save them that much time. Um, well, no, but if you do that, that, that means the guy's stealing the base. He could he's going to steal the base if he's a good base runner on the third pitch. He's going to go. 
I mean, and you better be ready. Uh, the one thing you might see is on that third pitch or more, pitch outs come back. Because it's not it's not illegal, just most teams don't do it anymore because you don't have that many guys running bases like that. If that starts up, you might see pitch outs come back once in a while, uh, a little more often than they did. But um, but that's baseball. That's money, too. We score more runs. It's a more exciting game, and uh, we'll make more money, 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 money. You know, uh, to me, it's overrated. It's the Mel Kuyper rule. You know, it's uh, it's way overrated. <laughs> Everything is going to be overrated. It's the Mel Kuyper rule, but um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to watch some games, obviously, which I will, and and see what I, what what comes out of it, but. I don't think there's much else for us in sports. I do see you're wearing a union hat. Aren't they going to start up pretty soon? Uh, they've had a couple of uh, pre uh, scrimmages, preseason game. All right. So they I, start. They start next month. Yeah. Next month, right? They're in training, yep. and getting ready, and that ought to be fun. Uh, I think I'm about done, Bill. Mel Kiper tired my ass out. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm with you, brother. So. Um, but there it is, Super Bowl 57. No matter who you rooted for, it was one of the most entertaining uh, Super Bowls I've seen. Uh, NFL won't watch this anyway. They won't give a rat's ass about the little guy. But I will tell you that uh, they got to do better with the field. You know, I'm not all that concerned about the officiating. Everybody does the best they can. Is it great? No, but it's human. You know. The call at the end of the game was the right call. Yes, it sucked on its timing, but even the uh, uh, Bradbury, is that his name? I can't remember. The Eagles uh, guy that held, he got yeah, caught. I'm not sure. Uh, Bradbury, um, I give him props for admitting it. He said he grabbed him. And you can see the hold was at pretty much just past the line of scrimmage, not the little tug down the field. It was the the initial tug uh, as Schuster went to break on the pattern. He knew he was beat. It really, to me, was a smart play because if he doesn't make some contact there, Schuster's going to go and could very well score a touchdown on the play. Mm -hmm. So it was a smart play to try to buy you some time. It just didn't work. McKinnon makes a smart play by going down at the one-yard line. Yes. Kind of expected that. But it is a smart play because if he scores, Philly's going to get the ball back and they could go down and score and tie the game. So, uh, you know, with a lot more time left. So it was the right thing to do, but the penalty set them up to be able to do that. But it was the right call. Crappy that it came at the end of the game, but it is the right call. Mm -hmm. uh, so Bill wins that when he picked Kansas City, which means he also picked Kansas City to cover because – Philadelphia was picked by a point and a half. It might have gotten up to two. I think it was up to two by game time. Either way, it doesn't matter. Bill's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, congratulations there, Pally. You win the big game. That wipes out all the other we, shit, right? <laughs> and we both took the over, and we both won on and the we over. Both, we both won big on the over, so that was good. I won 100 bucks. Did you? Is that, uh, yeah. Good job, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah nice. 100 bucks. And I had a four. Then I had a four, four player touchdown, and I won another. Did you? Nice. Yeah, I had. I had uh, Kelsey, 
um, Hertz. Too easy uh, to clear. Um, uh, not yeah, receiver for for Philly. Um, Brown. Brown, and then Pacheco. I, I I had those three in the first half, and then I just needed Pacheco to score, and he did. And he did, yeah. So, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing for Kansas City is you realize how talented they are. Uh, when you remember Mercole Hardman was out, and of course everybody kept saying, "What are they going to do without Tyreek Hill?" Well, they just showed you. Uh, it was a complete team effort, and I think Tony is going to pick up now that he's going to start the season with the Chiefs. He's going to pick up some of that Tyreek Hill slack. I mean, the punt return showed you that. That was a Tyreek. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. If he stays healthy, his speed is going to make him a bigger outside receiver threat, and right. they'll have they'll have basically replaced Tony. But hey, they didn't tell you what Tyreek Hill. What the announcers even said, what I've been saying all year. Why aren't you covering Kelsey? Yeah, <laughs> everybody said it, and they're asking him, "How do you get open?" They asked him the other night, how, after the game, how do you always get open? Um, a part of it is, they said repetition with him and Mahomes is just off the charts. And they ha they know each other. So Mahomes can look at Kelsey and pretty much know he when he's going to break in, when he's going to out, when he's going to stop. For, but you know what? A lot of teams have that. And a lot of players have that. So you're right. How do you not figure out a way take away that biggest threat of course if tony comes through like i think he might you might not be able to double and triple and zone cover travis right. kelsey because tony might become that big threat that mm -hmm. uh, uh you're gonna have to pay attention to as well and schuster and scanlon they can make the catches we saw that yeah. the other night no doubt. so no uh doubt. Uh, I, I think they're still going to be a threat for a few more years. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Philly has a transition year next year because of the coordinator situation. We'll see. Yeah, I think they're going to be behind the eight ball. Yeah. Until, uh, the only thing that they got going for them is right now their biggest threat is probably Dallas. I think the Giants probably overachieved this year. Could be wrong. They need a receiver. Mm -hmm. um, but – we can go through all that later. Um, let's blow this clam bake, Bill. I will we'll see what happens for next week. We'll have our baseball extravaganza soon. Uh, who's going to do what? Uh, and I'll go into the uh, Mel Kuyper overrated rule changes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't let it die. Um, so for uh, uh, I'm going to pull a Jimmy Kimmel type thing here. Uh, in a minute. Uh, so, but for my pal, Billy Smith, great job this season, pal. We both would have won you some money, one more than the other, but it doesn't matter. Congratulations on winning the big game. Uh, and uh, uh, just keep plugging away, pal. I am going to put the link on there for the situation Bill's family is in. We'll have the link out there again, folks. Please uh, uh, click on that and, uh, and uh, do what you can. Uh, it's a GoFundMe page and you'll see it. For my pal Billy Smith, for everybody that's watched this all NFL season, we are sitting in the cheap seats, and we'll be back next week with our baseball extravaganza. Have a great night, Bill. Thanks, pal. You do the same, buddy. All right. And hey, you. I don't want to forget, uh, we, we didn't have time to get him on tonight, as Jimmy Kimmel would say, uh, but good night to Mel Kuyper. We'll have him on soon. 
overrated weasel. <laughs> we'll see you soon, pal. All right, buddy. Take care. Good night. Bye.